my question is this, when you're in the writing room, say you have a title, how do you decide what sort of melody you're going to pair up with that title? Clay, I've got a topic for you today. And this one is one that's of interest to me. It's something that comes up in Songtown from time to time, but it's also something as a person who's not the best melody writer. I, I write melodies and participate in that, but that's not my strength. My question is this, when you're in the writing room, let's say you have a title, how do you decide what sort of melody you're going to pair up with that title to make the song really work? And I'll give you an example. I was in a co-write today. I had sent my co-writer this title earlier in the morning, said, if you like this, we can write this today. And he loved it. So when I get there, he said, I've got several different approaches. Um, and, and I want to play them all for you. So he plays me like three different, completely different melodies. And I'm like, well, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. I like that one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I, I said to him, like, what are you feel? You know, what do you feel with each of those, those melodies? And he told me what he felt with them. And I said, okay, that feeling is more what I'm after lyrically. And so you know, having that discussion helped us, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that topic. Yeah. My whole thing is with melody writing, like for instance, today, Mark Irwin, I was writing with him and he threw out a title. It was a great title. And I just jumped in immediately with the melody I heard behind that title. The, the reason, at, I, because I have put in the work that goes behind that, it's easy for me. I can trust what I'm hearing and I can trust what I'm feeling. So I do this exercise with all my Melody Masterclass students where I have them literally, as they go through their day each day, and you know, they're riding in their car, maybe the news is on and it, you know, it says, you know, stocks are down 50%, whatever. And I'll I'll say, without thinking, just go, stocks are down. They're down a little bit today. And I'll, I'll have just any melody that comes to your mind. And what I'm trying to do is shorten that time between the lyric thought and the melody that comes out. I want that melody to come out instinctual so that when I'm in a writing session and Mark Irwin throws out this incredible title, I can immediately feel that title. And without thinking, I come out with something instinctual. So there's a lot of prep work, you know, and I also have done a lot of work as to, and knowing how to create hooky melodies. So basically I think if, if you're waiting to the writing room and you go, okay, here's my lyric or my title and what melody would be best? Maybe I could try this, or maybe I could try that. If it turns into a mental exercise, I think a lot of times you've lost that emotional connection to the heart. So what I'm about is trying to help my students immediately turn that mental words into emotional music without thinking. And I think if you practice that enough, then it just starts happening. I don't, I don't think it's something that happens overnight, but I call it trusting your R-elect. You know, you have an intellect. Well, when you're following your ear, I call that your R-elect. 
So if you, if you develop that sense of trying to hear where your ear is going and trust that um, and, and don't think. Now, I'm not saying every time you throw me a title, Marty, I come out with the perfect melody. A lot of times I may not. But that's the next stage is, okay, that doesn't work. What about this? But the, the point is I'm not thinking about, well, what would be better? You know, and I'm just... I instinctually come out and either the room of co-writers likes it or they don't. You know, if they don't, we move on and we chase something else. But I think, you know, like Mark today was going, how did you come up with something so hooky? And I'm like, I just didn't think about it. I did it. And it's like trying to hit a baseball. If you, they say you can't think and hit at the same time. And, you know, by the time you think about, was well, this going to be a curve where it's starting out here? Is it going to end up here? You know, the ball's already passed you. So that, right. that's what I try to do is shorten that time, that distance between thought and melody, emotional melody. Yeah, I think you said something. Well, I think, I think the implication of something you said is important. And that is that I, I think it's important to give yourself freedom to play and experiment. Yeah. You know, when you hear that, those words and you just bust it out, that may be perfect yeah. or it may not work at all, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay if it doesn't work at all. You know, you, you have to just explore sometimes. And, and, you know, I, I think for me, trying to understand the process it helps me to like if if you're if you came in and you just played me a melody and we were going to write to that i would have to go okay what do you feel when you sing that melody mm -hmm. like you know is that melancholy kind of thing is that happy because i want to get on the same page with you emotionally as the lyricist right. writing the melody with you i, I want to make those things work together and I might throw out a title and you, you throw out this real uh, minory dark melody and I'll go, whoa, no, no, I wanted, I was thinking it was going to be this positive yeah. song of this scenario. And we, and we have that discussion. So, you know, we're, we're trying to match up, I think the emotionality of the, this lyric and the, the melody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, today in that example, both melodies are really good. Um, the, the melodies that we didn't choose probably would be great melodies for other songs, mm -hmm. but we had to get on the same page as co-writers on this title and this melody and the story we're trying to tell and how all of those factors were going to work well, you, together. You said something so. really cool there because here's the difference for me if, if I have a piece of music, if I create a melody, I want to do that so well that you don't have to guess the emotion because music kind of comes with an implied emotion. The beauty of lyrics and a title, you could throw out a title and that title could literally be written a lot of times to several different emotions, even though it's the same words. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. often lyrics are more flexible than music because music if i play one melody you're going oh that's gonna you don't even have to know the words it can make you cry it could be so damn beautiful that and sad that it makes you cry and words can be like that but but often words they have 
more than one meaning many times. They have, you know what I mean? Like there's the mm-hmm. words to me, the beauty of words are they're more flexible. So I can see where if you throw out a title and somebody's going, well, you know, they're trying to match, well, they're thinking, well, which way are you taking that title when you're saying that, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that's kind of the difference yeah. Because if I play a sad piece of music, you're going to know when you hear it, oh, I'm not going to throw out It's Party All Night as my title, you know? Well, you know, you could (laughs) because you could make it, um, you could twist it, you know, but, but Mm -hmm. even so you would be making your, your lyric fit the, the emotion of that music, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, and this, this was validation for me. We, you and I taught a class one time where we gave people um, tracks to write to. And so people were writing, we had 80 people writing, let's say to the same track. And we would have people turn in songs and go, well, this song was so happy. I felt like this title went with it. And other people would go, this, this music was so melancholy that I I took it this way. And that's kind of the way it is for me. I don't, music to me doesn't always convey the same emotion that it does to other people. And I don't know if that's a quirk that I have, but no, 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 it's not, it's not. Yeah, and and some music it's obvious. Some music, if it's a middle mm-hmm. mid tempo, it may be melancholy or it may be sad or yeah, I can see that. Um, tracks are a little bit more generic, I would say, than melodies. Once mm-hmm. if I put a melody onto that track, it would give more clues about how how it, that you know is it sad or right. is it melancholy. If you're just hearing a track. Yeah, there's, but the more elements we put on it, you know, chords and melody, then all of a sudden I think it gives you some more clues. But yeah, you're right. It could, somebody could hear the same melody. But for me as a melody writer, I really feel like if I do my job right, then people are going to feel, you know, and you add a vocalist on it who's mm-hmm. behind it. I think people are going to feel if you've done a good job of melody, what, at least that's what I shoot for. We don't always hit that, but I shoot for that. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, if, if I came into you with the title, I love you, you, first of all, you would go, that's so original. <laughs> <clears throat> but the, secondly, you might take off on a melody that's real happy and positive, And I go, wait, I wanted to write this about when my grandmother passed yeah. away and I heard the voice right. message she left me and I thought I'll never hear that. I love you again. You're like, Oh, Whoa, that's too completely different right. than where I thought we were going. So, you know, I think so much of co-writing and you and I've actually written a book on co-writing. So much of it is getting aligned on the feeling that you're trying to convey and making that lyric and the, the melody both convey that feeling, you know, and every now and then, I can't think of an example off my head, but every now and then there's a song that kind of has a happy melody, but it's got a sad lyric or other way around and it. And it works that, you know, they did it that way on purpose. But I think so much of co-writing is learning how to align what feeling we're trying to communicate with this music and this lyric. And then we, we marry them and it turns out to be a beautiful piece of art. Absolutely. Hey man, we've got, to thank our sponsor, Sweetwater. But before we go, I wanted to tell everybody about this class that we've got coming up. It's We do this every year. 
And it's amazing. We've had great results with it where we bring in three recording artists. We've got three great artists coming in. And you submit song starts. You submit choruses that you've written. The artist picks their favorite from the group. And you co-write that with the artist. And in the past, we've had singles. We've had album cuts come out of this class. Um, so check that out. Check the liner notes below. And we'd love to see you in that class because it's a ball. Yeah, and we've, I think actually there's a single out now or that just came out recently one that came from that one of those exactly. classes. So it's a great opportunity to cut out the middleman and, and actually get a chance to write with an artist if you present something that they love. Write for Recording Artists is the name of the class. You can check it out below in the notes. We'll see you soon.